With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Discussion 5 brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey Podcast Network is growing, and we want to make sure that you're aware of everything going on. So let's give you the rundown of the schedule every week brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Every single Monday, that's all 31 NHL shows coming at you. One show for every NHL team. On Tuesdays, we've got Tales with TR, which also runs on Thursdays. Uh, We've also got Hockey to Heroin coming to you. The Road to Recovery, hosted by Brady Leavold, every Wednesday and Saturday. Uh, The Fourth Line Voice, coming to you every Wednesday and Sunday. The Ice Analytics Podcast, coming to you every Friday. And the House of Hockey Podcast, every Tuesday, hosted by Breezy and Ray Ray. If you want to see more, go to the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or at HockeyPodNet to check out more. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 62. Hate to say it, but we had some technical difficulties recording this episode. So while we still were able to get through the entire review of the 2004 NHL draft, as we've been doing uh, week after week here, uh, we were only able to record up to pick five where we were doing the redraft. So uh, what we want to do is in the next episode, we'll do a quick review and let you know all the different picks that we that we made six through ten. Uh, and then we'll go through uh, the 2005 NHL draft. So I do apologize. You're going to hear us end rather abruptly there. Uh, but thank you for tuning in. Uh, we will make that audio better for you next week. But uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Sorry about that. Uh, but, uh, hey, we'll post it in the show notes, too, what that 6 through 10 was. So you let us know in the comments. Uh, even though we won't be able to give our analysis, uh, you let us know in the comments what you think. So uh, thank you so much uh, for tuning in and uh, enjoy the rest of the show. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 62 of the Discussion 5. That's right, we are the Discussion, or I'm sorry, we're the Brothers of Discussion here to talk about the five most pressing matters uh, for your Detroit Red Wings. Of course, we've been cheating for quite a while here since uh, there isn't too much to talk about Detroit Red Wings-wise. However, we did get some news this week. Uh, but before we get into all that news, we want to remind you to go over to at BOD Hockey to follow along with the Discussion 5 and the Brothers of Discussion in regards to Detroit Red Wings Hockey. That, of course, is our Twitter handle. Uh, and as the Brothers of Discussion, we are known for our pro wrestling coverage, which uh, uh, if you could head over to at BOD Podcast and uh, BODpodcast.com and BrothersofDiscussion.com, which uh, those will both get you to the hub of the Brothers of Discussion. You can follow all things Brothers of Discussion and pro wrestling and all of our takes and uh, including uh, this this upcoming week since you'll be listening to this Monday morning, all of our uh, in-your-house uh, NXT-style uh, takes. All right, all that fun stuff. Also, uh, Brothers underscore of underscore discussion will get you a joint Instagram account of both the pro wrestling coverage and the Detroit Red Wings hockey coverage. So head on over there and you won't miss a thing. Uh, and then we are coming to you Thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network that our our first season is wrapping up. So these are our bonus episodes uh, as we continue to get new Red Wings news. And we're heading to the uh, 24... 
2014 playoff? What? Oh, I saw you start dancing. I thought my dance moves were being infectious over there. There we oh, go. No. <laughs> keep going, man. Uh, so we're, we're just going to keep rolling out episodes until we get we get too bored. Uh, quick shout-out, though, for the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, the Hockey to Heroin Road to Recovery Show, hosted by Brady Leivold, uh, just recently had Darren McCarty on. So hopefully Ooh. we can make funds with Brady here and, uh, you know, maybe maybe the Red Wings show. You know, maybe we can get Darren <clears throat> McCarty. Uh, but no, it looks like uh, Hockey to Heroin, uh, a wonderful story with Darren McCarty. Uh, I, I, we all know that he's always a crazy conversation. So uh, head on over to that show. That that was just released uh, this past Friday, which would make it the, uh, what was that, the 5th? Today's Sunday, right? Yeah, so June 5th. So yeah, head on over to the most recent uh, release from Hockey to Heroin podcast, uh, The Road to Recovery. All right, Mike, we got some Red Wings news. Albert Johansson, our uh, second round pick, gets a three-year yeah. entry-level deal. Um, super, super fun uh, day on Twitter when this news popped out because I think we're all itching for some news. But Mike, Hell this yeah. is just this is standard fare. This is it's, it's just it's one of your draft picks. Um, he's going to be joining the team now, so he gets an entry-level deal. <laughs> Nothing really to worry about here. Yeah, but I'm I'm very excited, Matt. Listen well, to the scouting report. Elite skater. Whoa. Good offensive ability. All right. But, Matt, most importantly, the hat trick of uh, hockey characteristics. He's got a good brain. Good brain for the game. Like I don't know if, if that's a CTE joke. I don't know what it is. But, my God, he's got a great brain. I'm so I... excited to meet this guy uh, this is from the director of player development. I don't know who Sean Horkoff's taking digs at, but he likes the brain of our newest player, man. Oh, so always excited. feels like the uh, the old, uh, you know, he's a nice guy kind of thing, you know? Like, oh, how, what's he look like? No, he's he's a nice guy, though. No, but Handsome I mean, guy. Handsome, yeah, he's like built, though, guy. right? No, he's, he's nice, you know. Oh, um, shredded. But, but what, I, what I was going to say was, uh, before you jumped into the uh, what, what uh, our boy Sean Horkoff threw out there, uh, Hockey Twitter was having fun with the Detroit Red Wings account because they were like, unbelievable. Three years to a guy who's never played a game in the NHL. Oh, um, yeah. And then there were people that were mad at those people making that joke because they were they were going a little meta there and making fun of well, other yeah, Red Wings quote, I think... Uh... They're trying to talk, you know, he's a young man, so he'd be playing in the juniors. But the way this quote reads uh, from our director of player development, he, uh, meaning Johansson, he's he's not able to do out there what he wants to do. But I don't think anyone really foresaw him playing in the men's league. Yeah, that was kind of weird uh, to read that. Well, we Is never he thought he'd make league? it. We never thought he'd make it to the men's league, but um, we hear... Uh, the NWHL is making a comeback, so yeah. <laughs> I don't like. It's kind of like old Scrubs, Doctor Cox jokes, and you know the ones that don't work anymore because <laughs> it's 2020. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, I, I eventually I'll finish the story. But I, I I just enjoyed hockey Twitter going back and forth and uh, going a little meta with confusing the hell out of everyone that takes everything too seriously on Twitter. Um, yeah. but essentially cracking the joke that, you know, this is an entry level deal. Of course he hasn't played an NHL game and, uh, getting, 
getting like probably i don't know if this was like a game to get it like hockey bots but then they they were getting upset like as a follow-up to these tweets uh that he hasn't played an nhl game um and just i i don't know it really rolled into just something fun to read so if you want to go into those the, the comment thread for the detroit red wings posting this signing i i highly recommend it it's it's a good uh it's, it's a good gag um I mean, all right so so we have we know he's got a great brain uh but it does look like you know the other um uh, uh you know uh points of reference here like hockey prospect is a fan of them uh it's just that you know we have so little news we we had to mention this yeah uh, you know he would have been buried in the second round somewhere um but yeah it, you know maybe it'll turn out nicely um i think timeline wise is this a little bit like when we got to kaiser he just kind of plopped onto our team he wasn't no. like a draft pick he's just kind of like a college free agent kind of thing oh de kaiser yeah yeah this is totally different this is this is us getting a second rounder this is our our fourth an early second round our fourth overall pick in last year's draft boom late second round <laughs> all right well we uh we haven't really watched him play but uh there's some people um no, I think I think overall what I wanted to say is is uh, at least these guys. So Sean Horkoff, and then there's McKean Taki. Uh, Johansson is smart and skilled two-way defenseman. He reads the game well defensively and offensively, and acts on it. He's calm. It, like th- this looks like McKean Taki has like a, a a list of things that they say about players, and they've cir- they filled in the circles for each one of these. Um, but delivers good breakout passes, which is something the Red Wings desperately need. Uh, long as well as short passes, he doesn't need much room or time to deliver them. So uh, the guy will be strong on the puck uh, if he's if uh, he's got I don't know I guess some tight play on him. So that's good to know. Uh, but overall, eh, it ha- you know what are we gonna do? Just let him go. <laughs> All right, Mike, bigger news. That's that's all we got. Um, Bigger news uh, and some Twitter feuds here was uh, Little Caesars Arena uh, housing uh, protesters for the Detroit police. And uh, on the same day that the Red Wings also became the last professional sports team tied tied with the Detroit Tigers to make a comment. So, yeah, tied for last. I don't see Uh, the connection. (laughs) Uh, making their uh, obligatory uh, Black Lives Matter post that was also one of the worst ones that had gone out because uh, I don't think, I think they had the one that did not even mention racism as an issue here. And uh, on that same day that they became tied for last, they they decided to use Little Caesars Arena to uh, house protesters. Now, uh, Mike, I, I think it's, it's easy for right now. Let's just throw out our stand. Black Lives Matter. Uh, educate yourself. We did uh, about uh, since I had to edit the episode. We did about thirty minutes on our perspective on what's going on in the country on Brothers of Discussion. So I think the last thing we want to do here, Mike, is spend another thirty to forty minutes discussing that. So if you guys want to see how you know what our take is on this issue, head on over to the Brothers of Discussion. And our most recent episode that went out this past Thursday, which was June 4th. That being said, fuck the Illich family on this. Uh, and the question, Mike, I think that's more important. So that's our perspective on this, on, on how the Red Wings handled making the obligatory comment. Uh, so you have to do it, right? Because every other sport or every other uh, professional 
Every corporate entity is doing it. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Let's not even say professional sports. Every corporation <laughs> in the United States has made a comment on it. Um, and of course, like I said, they were one of the last ones to do it. And then they make this decision on the same day to house protesters, and they try to do it quietly, but then the information got out. Mike, can you separate the owners from the team? Does this hurt? Like, are you allowed to let this hurt your fandom? Because this is what I got into an argument on Twitter. Very short argument uh, that looked like uh, it, it was, you know, we're trying to maybe not take too strong of a stance of the thing that helps line our pockets kind of thing. Like, we, we have a podcast about the Detroit Red Wings. So is our official stance, we hate the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, you know, it's tough. It's, it's tough to actually sit there and make that claim. So I, I threw out some examples. Um, Chick-fil-A being one, you know, uh, they funded not only Donald Trump, but, um, anti-gay, uh, rights organizations, Chick-fil-A, the, the chicken sandwich company. And Mike, I ate at Chick-fil-A. Uh, there's the Home Depot versus Lowe's. And um, unfortunately, when I go, like I, I should be supporting Lowe's, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Because their CEO is black. Uh, one of the few black CEOs in the country. They also support Black Lives Matter and Home Depot supports Donald Trump. Unfortunately, Home Depot is a closer drive from my house so if i was completely honest i would tell you that i go to i go to home depot more than i go to lowe's knowing all the facts and number three mike is my favorite to bring up all the time uh woody allen uh not exactly involved in in black lives matter uh hasn't made a comment on whether or not uh he how he how he's been handling covid uh, 19 but uh i still love his movies and he's kind of a monster who uh, ended up marrying his adopted child. So, I, like, I still watch Woody Allen movies, and I laugh. So, um, I, that's the thing. Like, I could sit there and say, man, fuck the Red Wings, fuck the Illich family. And I think I would have said, you know, you, you can't separate the owners from the organization or a CEO or, you know, separate the Illiches from the Red Wings. But then this is my list of things I still participate in, knowing all the facts. Yeah, I mean, with the Illiches, when they, you know, asked for funding from the city to help build Little Caesars Arena, they were supposed to be making, you know, they had these ambitious plans, all these, you know, blueprints of how they're going to, in a you know, roadmap to boost the economy of the entire area. Right. Um, we are... Still waiting for that to remotely occur. Uh, but roughly a couple of days into peaceful protests, uh, Little Caesars has opened its arms uh, to, to housing and jailing peaceful pro protesters. So Right. I think that was... I'm glad you said jailing. I kept saying housing, but it was housing for the Detroit police of yeah. the protesters that they didn't have enough jail space for. Uh, but so, yeah. I mean, that's where your that's where your tax money went, because uh, the citizens of Detroit, uh, you know, the the owners of the stadiums don't don't exclusively pay for it. The people in the city pay for it. So you basically pay paid to jail uh, your own protesters who are trying to better the community. So I, it's not a new argument on our show because we've talked about 
separating the corporate entity from rooting for the players. I think this is just another way for us to further that valley uh, for what we care about, where, you know, we're going to like the individuals who, you know, just by proximity, we like the Detroit Red Wings uh, because of where we live in Michigan. I just won't be, uh, you know, going to get little Caesar's pizza anytime soon, which, you know, was already a pretty easy yeah, decision based on the quality. right now if you do a mobile order. Yeah, based, based on the quality, that was already a pretty easy decision. Um, <laughs> uh, a comedian that I like, uh, up until very recently with this, you know, DoorDash explosion, he Dave said... Dave uh, No. Uh, <laughs> not Dave Coulier. Not Red Wings uh, legend. As, uh, right, as a Red Wings of the fan, show, David Coulier. There's only Dave uh, Coulier. And he just said, uh, Little Caesars doesn't deliver. And I mean that literally and literally. Uh, they do. <laughs> but now they do. So yeah. they ruin that joke. Yeah. So that not only does their pizza they suck, that uh, they, they make poor uh, moral decisions. Uh, they've also ruined what was a great joke. Uh, so Little Caesars Arena, <laughs> they're going to have a really tough time getting my money. Um, if I have entertainment options, like... Maybe I'll take a trip to Cleveland to watch, uh, you know, the Pistons play down there. I was going to say, you know what you should do, Mike? Stop watching Red Wings games and go see all the Pistons games. That's how you can get back at, <laughs> at the Illich family. Uh, God, what a monopoly <laughs> they, uh, they took over there. Um, it does look like the yeah, Tigers this, are going to get sold the, soon, so we'll be able to go see Tigers games. Yeah. Uh, I think What's, the only surprising thing with this story is that it, it came up and then just like a flash, uh, people have not been, you know, talking about it as much. So I don't know where Little Caesars, you know, where the Illiches whose pockets they're lining to kind of keep this story a little more quiet than it than it probably should be. Right. Um, but, you know, Detroit, we're known for having a lot of uh, black people. So Black Lives Matter is especially important in our area. Uh, you know, we're so famous, infamous for Police brutality, uh, it's just for us to, to have this example is, is really rotten. So I think I think what we're doing, we're uh, I mean, we're starting to talk in circles. So let's just well, say, you know, kind of distance ourselves from the illiches. And if you have an opportunity to, you know, put your entertainment money elsewhere, that's what I would do. So I think what we're doing is, is we're going to move forward and root for um the Detroit Red Wings players, we're going to root for Steve Eiserman because we know where his heart's at. Um, he genuinely actually wants to help the city of Detroit, and we've heard those words, and he's made motions to do so, so we're not necessarily going to cut the Red Wings out of our lives, Mike. But what we are going to do is cut the pubes off the front of our <laughs> midsections uh, because we are sponsored by Manscaped. That's right. Uh, the Lawnmower 3.0 you've heard us talking about for weeks now. Um, <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. Think that was a good, good transition, transition, man. That was a good segue. I liked it. Well, what's funny is you actually tried to go back and say, "Well, let's let's transition a different way." And I was like, "No, I'm doing this. I thought of it. We're cutting. We're cutting our midsection down really high and tight. Uh, <laughs> because because we've got our Manscaped, our lawnmower 3.0. Uh, Mike, it's the redesigned electronic trimmer from Manscaped. 
took them 18 months to perfect this thing so not the first generation not the second generation but now they've perfected it with the third generation here the advanced skin safe technology is going to ensure that there's no nicks or cuts down in your midsection uh when we tell you it's premium goddamn this is premium uh we've got uh, the led light which is going to illuminate your uh, your undercarriage there you've got a 7000 rpm motor with the quiet stroke technology i i'm almost ready to use that motor uh to clean my deck off mike uh my on the, the second deck not the not my my not my, my deck my my deck needs cleaning um the scientists yeah. who put manscape together they have like double the brain of johansson so he has a good brain. These are great brains. So you're just gonna <laughs> explode. Uh, keep, keep that uh, keep that lawnmower 3.0 char- uh, charged with their their <laughs> awesome uh, USB charging dock, and uh, of course uh, with the with that quiet stroke technology there, you can get the job done and not wake anybody up. So if you want a chance to to get your hands on the lawnmower 3.0 for Manscaped, go to manscaped.com. Use promo code THPN in regards to the Hockey Podcast Network. Get 20% off and free shipping. Use promo code THPN, get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com, and you can get started trimming those nuts down to the skin. All right, Mike, oh. we did it. Wow, we still, man, still went over on that. Um, um, the other thing uh, we wanted to do is a local restaurant shout-out. That, that's something we probably should have been doing for a while now. But, uh, Mike, if you, if you want to go first, because I think you've got your, your foods on its way, would have been nice if you if you had we could have watched you eat it. That would oh that we got been us. Fun. yeah we got a sixty minute DoorDash we're good. Uh, Cuzzo's <laughs> on Eight Mile. Uh, we got to you know start investing more into our our black owned restaurants. This is a this is one of them. It's a really good one. Uh, they specialize in chicken and waffles. Um, if you're new to the term Cuzzo's, that's how you pronounce it. You're going to see a K U Z Z O. Um, and a Cuzzo that's a term of endearment for one who is a family member or a friend. Or, Matt, it's also a person of a kindred person or nature. Uh, these are messages they have painted on the walls at this place. Um, you know, they have breakfast, they have lunch, but uh, you're going there for the chicken and waffles. You will not be disappointed. I'm getting the big red. Uh, that is a red velvet waffle. Um, and then you get your choice of wings or tenders. I went with some chicken tendies. Nice. And then uh, they have excellent sides. I narrowed it down to uh, mac and cheese, uh, taters, or collard greens. And today I'm going to be doing the mac and cheese. So, yeah, uh, give them your business, but be aware. Uh, their hours do close at 8, but you want to order early because uh, their DoorDash cuts off a little earlier uh, just to you know make sure they can get all the orders out before their closing time at 8 p.m. So, Cuzzos, check it out. Mike, you have quite a few restaurants to choose from where you live i'm embarrassed to say i live in howell michigan Uh, so i i don't have the opportunity to say i've got a minority owned restaurant to choose from because uh yeah anybody who lives in michigan knows the story of howell uh my wife and i fight the good fight and uh we try and spread the good word here in howell but uh sometimes it's to deaf ears Uh, we we've actually made it a mission of our own to to say you know what we, we this is like the middle point for our two jobs uh this yeah. is why we picked howell just so everybody knows we didn't pick it <laughs> uh for for any other reason but we we said you know what let's stay here when we started to learn what was going on 
let's stay here and be like a part of the change. Like, let's be the people that can affect change. But uh, yeah. essentially, what I'm about to do is not do what Mike just did. But I'm going to tell you about M Street Bakery. A uh, huge fan of M Street. If you guys go uh, check out M Street Bakery on uh, on their website, it's mstreet.com, uh, I believe. M Street Bakery. mstreetbaking.com. Sorry. mstreetbaking.com. I thought you were going to say uh, dot org. I was going to be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they have amazing cupcakes. Uh, the cinnamon rolls are to die for. Uh, if if you're in the Detroit area, they've been on uh, Local 4 a ton since uh, all the corona and COVID stuff started because they've been going on there and sharing recipes. So you may already know them, uh, but they're right down the street for me, and I love giving them my money because uh, they do such a great job. All right, that's uh, mstreetbacon.com. Uh, can't get enough of it. I don't have any codes to give out because uh, we're kind of just doing a favor here. But, Mike, let us our, transition into the 2004 the NHL yeah. Draft. As we continue running down every draft, hopefully, you know, uh, I don't think we'll be able to get to it, but hopefully uh, we should do the math. Uh, if we can get to the 2019 draft, like the week before <laughs> the actual draft takes place, uh, we're obviously not going to do it before the lottery, but uh, all of this is helping us inform uh, what what we want to do and the perspectives we're going to have once we go into the, uh, the 2020 draft here and just how incredibly difficult it is to like line up anything past like the first few picks and have that actually work out for your team. Cause I think even in this draft, we're going to see pick number three, not work out. So it, it really is a crapshoot. You guys like you can do all of the, uh, you know, watch TSN all day and read all your athletic articles, watch guys play for five minutes on YouTube and you become an expert <laughs> Uh, but all of that may be for not if they read some Johansson uh, scouting reports. None of that matters, man. Right. It's better <laughs> how mean, big your brain is. I, I think, I mean, the more interesting thing to me has always been reviewing things after, after they've already happened because I always get frustrated with the previews uh, because almost none of it could happen. And what did we do? Uh, but that seems to get more in play anyway. So here we are, uh, <laughs> not doing a preview, but a review of the 24, uh, 2004 NHL draft. Um, I dubbed it the year that helped create the Metropolitan Division because we needed to make sure that the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Washington Capitals faced off a ton every year. Uh, and, and this year we had uh, Ovechkin and Malkin drafted. And of course, the next year we'll see Sidney Crosby go. But I, 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 was, I was thinking about it like that was something they forced in. It, it's kind of the same as, uh, you know, uh, Big Ten and the way that they worked their uh, divisions out uh, for football to make sure that Michigan and Ohio State were facing off at the end of every season. Like they, they put them in, in different. Um, right there. Am I, am I right? Did they put them in the different divisions or did they need to be in the same? Is it? Uh, yeah, see, I don't. I don't like college football, but I know something happened to where Michigan and Ohio State had to change divisions <laughs> so that they could play each other at the end of every season. Um, I, uh, Mike, I have that's a whole nother story for another day. But college sports to me, oof, I don't know. All right, moving on. Not, not big on that. Huh? Not, not my favorite. Uh, <laughs> and of course, this was the 2004 NHL draft, which means 
No hockey was played this year. Uh, all of these draft picks were not going to get an opportunity to, to test their legs, uh, which is very interesting because we could have another lockout coming, which which means um, you know we're going to see some things here. Of um, I'm going to mention how many games were played and uh, points scored kind of thing, and we're going to see the numbers take a dip from the previous season. So could that be because of the lockout? Um, you know, we don't really know, but it's something to kind of pull from that. And then uh, this will be Pittsburgh drafting Marc-Andre Fleury the year before, getting Evgeny Malkin this year, and then Sidney Crosby the following year. So really, because of this lockout, if any team benefited from it, um, Pittsburgh Penguins all the way. But uh, all right, Mike, 14, played 800-plus games. So what I was talking about before, we, we can make the argument, you know what? If we go another couple of seasons, uh, since we're, we're getting closer to where a lot of guys are still playing hockey, we could see this number go up. But we had 25 guys the year before had played 800-plus games, and now we're knocking 11 people off that list down to 14. And then uh, a th uh, one played 1,000-plus games, which is uh, Alex Ovechkin. So I'm making the argument, I think we're going to stop tracking that after this season because... Again, there's going to be uh, a few more guys cracking that, uh, but it was 14 the year before. We just need some more seasons to play, maybe right. one more season for some guys to crack that. So it's um, it's something that's more uh, more or less just an effect of time and the fact that these guys are still playing hockey. Um, and we've got 25 guys have played up through this season, uh, not comparing to last year because, again, it, it's it really is, you know, you get a whole other season of these guys being 18. Uh, or, you know, they were 17 the year before. So that's, again, it's hard to compare the two years. But 25 guys from the 2004 draft are still playing this year. So, Mike, why don't we go into the scouting department winners? Yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> you know, I think, obviously, the, the team that got uh, one of the great goal scorers in the history ah. of skates on the, ice. And the greatest skates. goal scorer Ooh, in man. NHL history. Matt! Is saying Breaking right news. now, the greatest goal scorer Breaking in NHL news. history was drafted this year. He's a guy who he might catch Gordy Howe. Who knows? Uh, I just love what the Capitals did. It's it's something uh, I think the Red Wings theoretically want to do, where you tank, 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 and then you get you know a, a, a top top pick. So the Capitals, you know, got to draft first and. The year, you know, basically that year before at the at the trade deadline, uh, they just bottomed out. They gave up on Robert Lane. They gave up on Sergey Gonchar. They gave they up on us. Michael Delander. Yeah, which uh, you know, didn't, uh, yeah, well, yeah, he was fine in the playoffs. Uh, he, you know, didn't end up you know amounting to anything. We didn't get a cup on the Robert Lane coattails. I'm still, I remember being excited though. I, I, we talked about it yeah. in the last episode. I remember jumping on a payphone and calling dad and being like, Oh my God. But was some of that excitement though, because Robert Lang had um, a similar haircut as Yamir Yager. So you thought you were picking up Yager just a little. No. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like his, uh, his profile picture on like the, the video game. He had that same kind of mullety look coming out, like the flowing lion locks coming out of the bottom of his helmet. Well, the better question is, did Robert Lang... Oh, uh, the secondary that was... question. That's the good question. He, What's your he question? Think all what of his goal scoring us? power came from the hair. And then was that his started cutting strong? Down, huh? That was his strength. It came from yeah. his hair. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I mean, uh, the Capitals, they were already going to get a good pick because they, you know, played like crap and purposefully tanked uh, to get a chance at a historically excellent looking prospect who turned into a historically excellent NHL player. Yep. Um, but I mean, they had four of the top 33 picks, which is pretty incredible. Um, and they basically hit on three out of four, which is very, very good. Uh, you wouldn't want to make all those moves and then, uh, you know, fuck them up. You know, you don't want to be one of our scouting department losers, which we're going to get to in a minute. But obviously, uh, the Capitals drafted some uh, Alexander Ovechkin, uh, Mike Green, who he was part of that trade, Matt, with the Red Wings uh, when we got Robert Lane. Um, the first round pick the Red Wings gave up turned into Mike Green. Yep. Um, and then they also got Jeff Schultz. And uh, let me double check the old notes here. I believe they, they drafted a, a Bork at 33. Yes, they did. They drafted, uh, he escaped out of Ray Bork's body, became an NHL player. Matt, Chris Bork. Woo! Uh, didn't really impress him much, but he did play some NHL games. So, <laughs> I mean, three out of four of their picks. Excellent, excellent job there. Well, it's just, it's funny too, because they, like, franchise affecting players. Um, and then, uh, you know, but they don't win their Stanley Cup until Mike Green sets sail to detroit uh but i still i still like i i I, you know the effect of this uh turns this capitals team into i mean for years just you know a a staple on nhl on nbc or when it used to be on versus was the big channel that we were on um so just yeah i i mean this really changed the nhl this is i mean when you still talk about uh, you, you talk to a casual NHL fan or maybe one who's not, you know, just I'm a sports fan and sometimes I'll watch hockey. This is one of the names that still comes up is Ovechkin and then Crosby. So this this is the start of what the NHL has been uh, for 15 years now is Ovechkin getting drafted. Because uh, even though Malkin's going to help the Penguins become the Penguins, that's no. I, I mean, I obviously I respect the the. Yeah, I respect the fuck out of Mel- Malkin. And I, I, I think just like last week, we talked about Datsuk being one of the top 100 players. Uh, Malkin is e- should easily be in that Man, conversation. Matt going out on a limb and saying Malkin was pretty good. Well, he didn't make the NHL's <laughs> top 100 list, so I'm saying oh, my fuck bad. him okay. for not putting him on there. That's yeah. um, yeah, the Russian bias, you know. Absolutely is. Uh, but he, yeah, I, I guess that's kind of where this conversation's coming from is I'm talking Datsuk, Ovechkin, and Malkin. Uh, but anyways, let's uh, let's jump into some other winners. Uh, I, I put the Canucks on this with Corey Schneider and Alex Edler, and then they do get a, a, a 400 games out of a, 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 I guess a 400 career game out of Mike Brown. So not, not exactly killing it like the Washington Capitals, but of course the Capitals get so many first-round picks, you're going to do a lot better. Uh, yeah. but uh, still some, some, some good work there by the Canucks. And then we already brought up Pittsburgh, but they're, they're getting, uh, Evgeny Malkin, but Alex, uh, Galagoski and then Tyler Kennedy, part of the, uh, Stanley cup winning. Kennedy! Uh, yeah. And <laughs> we had to watch and, uh, read that name and see that name during our Stanley cup winning season and the next year. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, uh... Yeah, I think uh, you read some good teams off there. Had good, uh, good scouting. Um, I just want to throw Nashville in there as well, because um, we were updating, you know, from last show's notes uh, when Nashville had uh, Ryan Suter and Shea Weber uh, yeah. the year before. So then this year they get Alexander Radulov and 
Red Wing Killer, Pecorine. Uh, all six foot. I'm gonna say six foot eleven of them. He's got to be the biggest goalie of all time. God. Um, and that he's gonna come up a little bit later in our show because you know he also drafted in the first, second, third, fourth. Uh, this dude was buried down there. Uh, so many teams skipped on him, uh, and he was just an absolute terror. Still playing he's today. A, he's um, our terrorizing Detsuk, the NHL. Uh, our dead Sook Diamond in the Rough winner. He absolutely is. Um, drafted at actually... two fifty eight. Yeah, he sure was. Uh, he's a four-time runner-up for the best known. That eventually, he did take it home in 2017 and 18. Uh, career 991, uh, 0.7 save percentage. Um, so far, he's played 645 games, won 359 of them. 58 shout-outs, Matt. But so, I don't know why they – I don't know. I think it's just me who still files that stat. Um I mean, he's still competent, by the way, at age 37. Uh, this year, he's 35, 18, and 14. Um, you know, Matt, he also, I know yep. it's a stat that it's a little tough to read for goalies, but for point share, number three, behind the greatest goal scorer in NHL history, Ovechkin, and uh, the Russian guy who doesn't get enough credit, Mr. Malk. So, uh, very impressive career for Pekka. Uh, directed at 250. I, I'd like to continue the, the easy transitions here and throw Pecorine on the Good Boy Award as well. So he's helping Nashville win scouting. He's the Datsuk Diamond in the Rough. He's also taken home the Good Boy Award as having a successful career and sticking with one team, who th- that also means we get to transition into throwing out Evgeny Malkin again and Alex Ovechkin. Uh, we've got David Krejci on there and Travis Zajac. Uh, Krejci from Boston Bruins and Zajac from uh, the New Jersey Devils. All successful careers, all with one team. Gotta love it. Good boy award going to those fellers. Uh, well, do we include Johan Franzen? Uh, no. by the Red Wings this season. Uh, we, uh, we're looking for his whole career uh, let with me, the Red Wings. Let me and then test the microphone. Uh, good, I, good careers. Oh, well, I think we're still paying his contract, so I think he's still a Red Wing to this day. Uh, well, yeah. I, I mean, if I had a Red Wings contract that lasted that long, I think I'd be happy with it. Uh, but does that mean I have a good career with the Detroit Red Wings? It certainly does. Okay. Well, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> Johan Franzen, number six on the list. Uh, well, hey, let's, uh, let's dive into the Red Wings real quick. Uh, their first rounder, uh, as we mentioned a moment ago, um, it became Mike Green, uh, you know, drafted by the Capitals. And uh, we gave that up for Robert Lang. Uh, excellent Yavimir Yager haircut. Uh, but, man, the Red Wings uh, almost made uh, our list of worst scouting of, of the season. Uh, of their draft picks, they only had one player actually laced him up in the NHL, and it was Johan Franzen. Um, obviously, it's a little bit tougher to, you know, get – you know, top tier talent when your first your first picks not until the third round, but yeah, after Franzen they had exactly zero man games. Um, you know, at the the main event level there. Uh, but Johan, outside of the injuries, you know, he was a, a really good uh, power play performer. Uh, dude, you could count on for power play goals. Uh, you know, he contributed in that 08 Cup team. Absolutely. Um, it's just you know he's a big guy. Uh, I remember there's always that hot debate. Do we do we give him the big contract or Marion Hosa? That's that's something you could still queue up. 
you know, on a lot of, you know, in sports talk shows, we're going to do it now. No, no, we're not. Um, it's just, it's, it's on, un, it's unfortunate what happened to Johan. Um, he seemed like such a good dude and yeah, it's just the, I don't think the concussion research was there. It's, it's almost like, unfortunately we needed him to occur to kind of take it a little more seriously and, you know, uh, see the, the ramifications of, of brain injuries. You know, you can't just shake it off. It's the fucking bruise in your brain. So, woo. Um, I don't know. I, I miss, I miss Johan. I, I, I miss, you know, the, the potential there. And it's, it's just unfortunate that, you know, we didn't do a, a strong enough job. You know, he's, definitely, he's definitely a Red Wing uh, career that we'll look back fondly, but when it started to wrap up, you, you still had that that feeling in the pit of your stomach of like, oh my god, we could have had Marion Hosa this whole time, and watching him win cups with the Blackhawks, and you know, he had a good time in Detroit, it was just about us making that decision on who we were going to pay, and he wasn't going to make his contract work so we could have the guy that we drafted uh, Hosa I'm, I'm speaking about. And, and I think we wanted to double down on our own draft pick. Um, but like I said, as we move forward, we're going to look back at that Johan Franzen, uh, career and what he did for us in 08 and, and 09. Uh, and of course, anytime we played the Ottawa senators, he liked lighting them up. So that was, <laughs> he'd go, you know, 30 games, no goals, and then five goals against the senators. And he'd be right back at the top of the Red Wings list for goals per game all right <laughs> so any anything else we missed we, we had a couple of losers uh the land of thrashers drafted a total of 82 man games played so what we Oof. mean is everyone they drafted uh, in the 2004 draft totaled 82 man games there's one guy who got 80 games and then two guys played one game and then um well we have uh the, the kings uh mike you threw on this list yeah yeah they uh they drafted 11th uh, so they get to go down one notch from being the worst worst to, you know, Atlanta having a top 10 pick and the Kings are in there as a top 11. Uh, but yeah, they, they were pumped to burn their pick on a right wing who uh, quickly, very quickly petered out. And all they had to do was take either of the next two uh, right wings who were selected and either Drew Stafford or our boy Alexander Radulov. Um, and they would have fared much better. Uh, but I do want to make one quick note for the Kings. Uh, you know, not a lot of success in this draft, but uh, they did draft the first Japanese-born player to play in the NHL. Uh, that was Yutaka Fukufuji. Uh, he was a goaltender, uh, managed to play four games. And one time, Matt, uh, did a little digging. His, uh, his uh, uh, coach at the time, Mark Crawford, uh, for the Kings, was very excited because uh, Fukufuji uh, stopped a Doug Waite shot. Short-lived career, though, for uh, the gentleman. <laughs> he, uh, he got to play four games at the NHL level, but still kind of cool that the Kings took a flyer on, um, you know, the first uh, Japanese player. So he came up in an emergency situation because of some goaltending injuries, and, uh, yeah, he got to have that, that little moment there. So, yeah, just a cool little note. Oh. I want to do, like, some um, who wants to be a millionaire lighting. Mike, it's time for our top uh, redrafting of the top 10, and our notes are wrong here. The 2004 NHL draft. This is going to be, Mike, we talked about it before we started. This is going to start pretty easy. Um, so, uh, do you, uh, did you go first on the last one, or did I? Okay, I, 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 we have this conversation every single episode. I can never. 
remember. <laughs> I'm gonna look you at the drafts. You go first on this one. Yeah. Let me look. Let's see what we did here. Nope. Of course, I clicked on the wrong thing. Um. So you I mean, it, it's, you, you earned it. All right. Let me just start. <laughs> Capitals. Uh, greatest goal scorer of all time is going to head on down to Washington. Uh, what a shocker. Uh, <laughs> do you pass on the greatest goal scorer of all time, in my opinion? No. Uh, Alex Ovechkin, head on down to Washington. Boom. Easy uh, peasy. No, no brainer there. Uh, Pittsburgh, you know, a lot of options here. Uh, but we're going to go with, you know, maybe the second best player from, uh, you know, wait, I'm going to do three. One, two, three. Guinea, uh, Datsuk, Ovechkin, and then Malkin. We'll do the third best Russian of all time. Man, Guinea Malkin, uh, three-time Stanley Cup winner, uh, still excellent today. At, my God, man, it's 2020. This dude is still only 33. He's still going to terrorize the NHL for maybe like seven, eight more seasons. Jesus yep. Christ. Uh, a goal scorer, a guy gets assists um, in this in this league where goaltenders actually wear pads now. Suck it, Gretzky. <laughs> uh, you know, he's a guy who's actually gotten 100 point seasons. Um, he's he's a leader. He's a playoff performer. Um, he's got a, a better mustache than Sidney Crosby. Give me Malkin all day. They're oh. not going to regret this pick at all. They're going to do it again in this redraft. Well, I'm gonna. So here's here's where our first problem pops up, and uh, the Blackhawks are draft are drafting Cam Barker, who's uh, yes. a defenseman. So do I continue to go? Uh, in, in regards to where the Blackhawks scouting department was headed, they were so terrible. I think you just take best on the board because they sucked. Yeah, I, so that that's that was kind of the conclusion I was coming to, and I think what I want to do here is I, I'm really going to shake it up because if they were looking at this and they're like, all right, what am I going to do to help my team get the most amount of wins? I'm going to go with Pecorine. We're going to get them. Career, career guy. You know what? Regardless of what we do year year after year of making fun of Pecorine or saying he has it or he doesn't have it, and maybe he has a good playoff or maybe he doesn't, uh, you can't argue that he like he did not help the Nashville Predators kind of get to where they where they're at right now. Uh, obviously, he's surrounded by one of the best defensive cores. But uh, you know what? The Blackhawks' defensive core when they were winning the cups was not too shabby. So I think this is a huge upgrade over uh, the Corey Crawford years. Maybe they knock out the Red Wings uh, when we were making it to our second straight Stanley Cup final uh, when they have Pecorine in that instead of uh, Niemi. So we'll see how that shakes out, but I am taking Pecorine at number three. Matt, you uh, son of a bitch. I was uh, (laughs) thinking about taking him. Uh, that moves us into the Carolina Hurricanes, who originally took Andrew Ladd. It's not a it's not a bad pick there. I, I don't know if I really have to adjust too much. Um, I mean, the, the Hurricanes really at this point, you know, could have just taken best available. Their their O four team was it was all right. Uh, they, you know, their top scorer was. Uh, Vasicek. Uh They also had like Eric Cole, uh, Brindamore, uh, Jeff O'Neill, Eric Stahl there. Um, goodness gracious. I, they just need everything at this point. Uh, they're, they're playing Kevin Weeks, a goalie, who, you know, I was a little bit of a fan of. Um, 
Screw it. Hurricanes! You know what? You're taking the Coyotes' dreams, and you're going to ruin them. So instead of a left wing, give me Blake Wheeler. Um, I, you know, I, he, 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 he played up to his draft position. Um, you know, a dude who got, you know, 634 points. Uh, again, another dude who – this is a, an incredible draft in that these guys, you know, we're getting – man, we're getting to a point where they're too young now for us to, like, include some of our categories – yeah. Uh, but the dude is still, he's, he's 33. Um, he's still playing like, you know, 70, 80 game seasons. My God, one, two, three, four, five, six. Wow. Like seven times this dude's played the whole season. Um, not all of them for uh, the team that, that, that drafted him, unfortunately. he's He's been getting a lot of his wheeling and dealing out in Winnipeg. Uh, but dude, you know, at the end of his career, he's really starting to blossom. Um, you know, making it to all-star teams, uh, actually getting heart, heart trophy votes. Um, I, yeah, I think they're going to be happy with that upgrade there. Matt, do you have any thoughts on Wheeler? I mean, it's a fantastic pick. I, 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 I don't know. I think everything you listed off, I, I, I would take Blake Wheeler over Andrew Ladd. Take a look at what's going on right now in both of their careers. I, I, I think, um. I don't know. It, it it's definitely spun around in the other direction, but I know uh, I need to start talking about the Coyotes. I'm trying to figure that out. God damn it, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, what? No, I'm I'm taking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let me jump in here. I'm taking. I'm gonna take David Krejci. Um, I I think <gasps> uh, you can't you can't go. You couldn't. You're not gonna look at your team and go, well. I've got too many centers, especially where the Coyotes are drafting in the top 10 year after year, and they're not really... I mean, we know we can look at them now. Um, the only change they've made, effectively, is going from being the Phoenix Coyotes to the Arizona Coyotes. That's that's the only major change the Coyotes have seen in regards to their chances at a Stanley Cup or whatever the organization's been doing. Uh, so let, let's, let's shake this up. Uh, they went Blake Wheeler. He obviously didn't finish his career there. Uh, so... Well, let's see if David Krejci heads over instead of going to Boston. Uh, we'll, we'll see uh, We'll see some changes there. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to episode 62. And again, unfortunately, we couldn't finish the episode for you due to some audio technical difficulties. But we do have picks 6 through 10 found in the show, no- show notes below. So if you're not there yet, head on over to YouTube.com slash Brothers of Discussion to check out everything for episode 62, including who we pick 6 through 10. Uh, go ahead and throw in the comments what you think there. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at brothers underscore of underscore discussion for a joint account for both all of our pro wrestling coverage and the Detroit Red Wings. And we have our specific Detroit Red Wings uh, Twitter account at BOD Hockey. So head on over there. Check all that fun stuff out. We thank you so much. And, of course, next week we'll give you a quick recap of what we were thinking on the draft for picks 6 through 10. And we'll jump into uh, the 2005 NHL draft. So thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, have a great week.
Hi everybody, this is Matt Klink of the Brothers of Discussion, reminding you that you can find the Brothers of Discussion at BODpodcast.com, BrothersofDiscussion.com, find us on Twitter at BODpodcast, and of course we are bringing you content every Thursday, if not during every Monday Night Raw, every NXT show, every AEW Dynamite, every SmackDown, every pay-per-view, every major show happening in the United States, the Brothers of Discussion are covering it, so if you want good wrestling coverage come to the brothers of discussion thanks everybody